As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. I'm down to dunk. And I'm down to dunk. I'm down to dunk. This is J-Dub, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shaco Alexander, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lindy Waters, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Mike Muscala, and I'm down to dunk. This is J-Will, and I'm down to dunk. This is Kenneth Williams, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to dunk. We say this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schleck. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me, as always, on Mondays, is my good friend, Michele Barra. Michele, oh, what's up? Well, we... <clears throat> I almost missed the pod. We just almost. <laughs> I forced you to ask for questions, and and uh, finally I was able to, to join. So, yay. We have 87 responses as of right now, so... We should probably get to it. There's some news of the day within this. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see if anybody touches on it that we can give them give them a little credit here. Uh, I'm not seeing it so far. So something that happened today is that the Thunder are sending Poku. Whoops, gonna turn that off. Are sending Poku to the G League and. That's good news. It's good news. It's a step in the right direction for Poku. He is not going to like be playing with the Thunder like this week, but it'll he'll spend some time in the G League, from what I understand, and uh, hopefully get back on the court with the Thunder. So uh, that's a good thing. Step in the right direction, and obviously, news that's a little bit bigger is just Shea returning last night playing ridiculously well <laughs> for the Thunder last night. He was so dumb. And I and a lot of focus is on J-Dub today, which, yes, shiny new toy. He's amazing. But Shea had 38 points on 17 shots last night. Yeah, that's, that's the only thing. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and seven I, boards, four assists, three steals, and a block. Yeah, the block was amazing. I mean, I yeah. I watched the game on my iPhone at the airport, so I, I it was not the best view, but I I couldn't stop watching. I mean, I I almost missed the flight. Um, <laughs> I just had to to get through this. It, it, it was I know it's the Jazz. The Jazz are playing not the greatest brand of defense as oh, of late, dude. They, you want to see what tanking looks like? Just go watch these last two Jazz games because not yeah. only are they sitting guys where like they sat their guards in game one and then they sat marketing in this game. They let Clarkson play, but it's like yeah. whatever. I mean, they were tanking. Some of those lineups, I mean, even Rockets fans would be like, what are you doing? Like, that's disgusting. Why are you doing that? You know? You're not a big Juzang guy? Johnny Juzang has the coolest name in the NBA. Yeah. But that guy is is not good. Uh, yeah. Giving Chris Dunn twenty seven minutes in a basketball game. Hey, I mean he's he's bad, I man. He's not good. He's bad, yeah. He made but some, he's he hitting made some, shots. He made some is, shots last night. Fine, but that dude, no, no. Yeah, 
I remember the hype. I mean, I was really into Chris Dunn as a prospect. Like, very good defender. Hey, man, yeah. Um, Out of Providence, I would, I would have probably, I was definitely into him. I'd probably be into him right now if we were in, if we were at Providence this year. <laughs> Just <laughs> thinking about the kind of player he could be, but yeah, not him. No. Uh, and so before the game, Mark. So last night I was clearly not working. I was a fan of the game last night. We'll address some of that later. Um, so I wasn't working last night, took the family to the game. And so I didn't get to hear the post game or the pregame comments until, uh, this morning, actually, I went and took a look at it and actually, uh, kind of formulated some thoughts around it. So this is, I mean, if you think the Thunder are tanking, go take a look at what they're doing with Shea. It's like, they want to find a way to get him out onto the court in a way that makes sense for him. And so... It's good from the perspective of if you think the Thunder team has a chance to make the play in, great. Like they're they're going to try. Certainly they're going to try and Shea is going to play in as many games as he can. Now he's not going to play on back-to-backs, which they have one upcoming. Uh second out of a back-to-backs in Phoenix. So maybe that's one where you're like, you know what? Phoenix is pretty good. <laughs> So that's kind of okay. And then they have a back-to-back with uh, the Pelicans in San Antonio. Now, if I'm the Thunder, I play them against the Pelicans, and then I set them against San Antonio because San Antonio just stinks, and you can probably yeah. beat them without him. So that's those are two of the back-to-backs. They're actually <laughs> – it's kind of funny because like Mark announces, like, hey, listen, he's probably not playing in back-to-backs. And it's like, well, by the way, after this game, we have two back-to-backs back-to-back. They have back-to-back, back-to-back. Um and then they have two more after that. So they play the Clippers and the Lakers in L.A. back-to-back. Flip a coin as to when you want to play him there. Who would you rather him play against? Clippers the or Clippers. Lakers? Yeah. Just to, just to see. I mean, yeah. it's... Um, I would still bat on the... I mean... It, I would if play him against really the Lakers. Just your winning. If you want to get in the play in, you play him against the Lakers. Yeah. But you know, the Lakers are high variance, while the Clippers are not. So I don't know. What do you mean? I the Clippers know. are kind of stunk lately. Yeah, I mean, but they, they steadily stunk or they are <laughs> steadily okay. Lakers yeah. are high variance. You can get yeah. like a um, no LeBron Lakers game and have them hitting 40%, 45, 48% of their shots. Yeah, I mean, the, the Lakers did that the other night. In Yeah, in exactly. OKC. So, yep. I mean, sure, if you want to maximize the idea of winning, yes. If you want to risk it a bit, you can get both. Mm-hmm. I mean, the same as you do with, with San Antonio. You, you try to play him against the best team. Because I, don't, I can say the same for San Antonio and, and uh, the Pelicans. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you, if you want to win one for sure, you play your team against San Antonio and you win that one. Mm-hmm. But you can say in your head, hey, um, if, I can get bo- if I want to get both, I need to play them against, I need to play him against the worst team, mm-hmm. the best team, and, and try to play without him against the worst. Yeah. Then they have one more back-to-back, which is like the mis- most inconsequential back-to-back in the history of the NBA, where it's in OKC against Charlotte, in OKC against Detroit. At the end, oh, that's the nice. So that's honestly, nice back. <clears throat> he can take two games. I was going to say, sit him against both and just let J Dub and Giddy cook. And yeah, and and you can also, I mean, in, in those games, and same way on the back-to-back against San Antonio. I mean, there's no need for him to play 38. Yeah. Like you, you can you can play him on the front back of a back to back and just play him two and a half quarters and that's it. Yeah. So those are expectations as far as like him sitting the rest of the season. I would expect him to sit for rest one, two, three, four times, maybe up mm-hmm. to five or six times, I would guess. Just depending mm-hmm. on how he's looking. And also depending on where they are. I mean, if they go out and they lose to Golden State, they lose to Phoenix lose to the Pelicans, you're just, you have to start at some point and you have to be like, okay, when is it not worth it to manage the situation anymore for him? And, yeah. you know, if they're far out and like, let's say the Lakers go on a big winning streak and maybe the Blazers do too, whatever. The, like there's, do you there, that? I, what I'm saying, I don't, I don't believe that at all. I think the Blazers okay. absolutely just, stink. Just to check. Yeah. And he, even like Lillard almost like 
gave that away uh, in an interview over the weekend where he talked about how he thinks he can score 100 in a game, which is just like, hey, I don't really care about what we're doing. <laughs> I can go score 100. Um, but there are circumstances, what I'm saying is that I think there are circumstances where it's not worth it to continue to manage an injury. And there are mm-hmm. situations that are. I think they are currently in a situation where it's worth it to manage the injury. Yes. And he played well enough last night. It's good. They're also going to change the way he plays in the rotation. And this is where, like, Shea's rotations are the easiest ones to pick out out of everybody on the team just because everybody else is pretty erratic while Shea stays pretty much the same where he plays all yeah. of the first quarter and all of the third quarter. And then he'll come in toward the end of the second. He'll come in... You know, halfway yeah, through the fourth, the sixth, the the fifth minute mark in the second, and depending on how the game's going, like eight, eight to five, typically yeah. in the fourth, depending on how things are going. Yeah. So, like, that's going to start to change too. I don't think they're going to play him as long a stretch in the game. So, yeah, they already started against the Jazz. I mean, he yep. went out with two minutes to go in the first. Yeah, it felt unusual. Um, yeah, to see that happen. Yeah. Can we talk about J Dub just a second? Just a second. Let's, the questions are going to get us to J Dub. I promise <laughs> you. Like people are on fire for this for this guy right now. Um, he's been he's been so so good. Uh, lots of f- fun questions from people. But okay, so this one is from Buble Buble from Michael Buley. Uh, what's it going to take from J Dub the rest of the way to overtake Paolo? And the rookie of the year ranking. So, I I think that it's I just don't think you can overcome what Paolo did early on in the season. I just don't think it's mm-hmm. going to happen. Uh, you're going to definitely get some NBA uh, smart guys in there that'll pick J Dub just because of the efficiency stuff. And I I put this on Twitter uh, not that long ago, but. This is just crazy uh, what he's been able to do. J-Dub is the only rookie taking six or more shots that's shooting 50% or better from the field. Nobody, no other rookie that's taking six or more shots. Like, the bar isn't that high. I thought So I started looking, and there's just like a handful of guys shooting 10 or more shots, and he's one of them. And I was like, oh, look at that. Like He's one, the only guy taking 10 or more shots shooting 50%. So let's, let's just knock it down and wrong. Eight shots. Fine. It's like, okay, all right, how about seven? Nope, so nobody. Six, no. We had to go all the way down to five where it's like Jalen Duran, and he's shooting yeah. really well from the field yeah, because he only Walker dunks. Kessler and yeah, Walker like Kessler who only dunks too. And it's like, all right, whatever. Yeah. Um, have you checked the percentage of him as a starter? I, I, I glanced through that. And it's, I have not. it's insane. I have not. Do you have it? Do you have it queued yeah, up? Yeah, I have it here. Tell so me. it's 47 games. This is a huge sample size. Yeah. He's 14.2 points per game, 52% from the field, 36.8% from three, yeah. 76.4% from the line, 4.7 rebounds, 3.3 assists, 1.6 steals, and 1.5 turnovers. Yeah. This is just batshit crazy. Sorry. Uh, it's, it really it's, is. It's, it's, it's insane. Like, yeah. yeah. In 28 games since January 1st is 15, 5, and almost 4. Two steals, yeah. 50, yeah. 39, 77. Yeah, it's the the defense is rumping up every single game. He's he is better. more physical every single game. I mean, last night he was bowling guys, like physically challenging guys like Clarkson. Say, okay, I'm bigger and stronger than you, mm-hmm. and you have to feel me for the entire night. That is, that is the, I mean, I know that the shot is, is amazing. And the fact that he's, he took six shots to me was just being, uh, it's, it's basically Christmas again. Um, but, but the defense is, is such an important part. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that you can have Shea and, and J Dub being the core part of your defense and not that, the complementary guys. This is exactly what you need with Giddy. I know that we discussed this already. The fact that you can have four real defenders on your starting unit plus Giddy. Yeah. But if that is real, then wow. It's that that's a game changer right there. Yeah. 
Yeah, and really to answer the question of your, uh, I don't remember the, the name, but I mean, he would need to average what is averaging postal star, like 21.5 points, 60% from two, 50% from three, and just OKC goes on a crazy run. Yeah. Like if that happens, and he, he is with Shea the face of this stretch, maybe you get some rookie of the, of the year vote. Maybe he'll but he probably, has to do something like that. It, I just wouldn't count on it. I think he's a lock for all rookie first team with the way that he's played. Yeah, um, but I mean, there's still 20 games left. If he goes into a crazy run, like crazy means like insane numbers, then maybe. Here's the thing, though. What's the what's the uh, highest number of shot attempts that he's had all season? I don't know, probably last night. So he had 19 against the Lakers earlier this season. And like you look at Paolo, like he's had multiple 20-shot games. He had 26 shots against Charlotte the other night. You know, some of it is opportunity and aggression Mm -hmm. with him. Like Paolo's been like pretty inefficient lately, especially from deep where he just like cannot get his three ball going essentially since the turn of the new year. And but J-Dub he's he's so good for this team because and and this is like similar to like Ben Matherin too. Like Matherin and Bunkero are just like so much more aggressive with their scoring mm-hmm. where J-Dub is like let me find the exact shot that is that fits me. Yeah, within like in the month of November, uh, Matherin already t- had a twenty-two shot game, you know, where it took it took him it took J Dub a while to like rev up to something like that. And Matherin's like tra- tailed off a little bit recently, but I think if J Dub was put in a position where, let's say he's on like the Wizards or on Charlotte or something like that, where it's like, hey man, like we got nothing going on here as far as shot creation goes. Like, just please help us. I think that he would have a shot now. And this is, and what we have to keep in mind is like, this is the best thing for the trajectory of the thunder is that you have this player that's incredibly efficient. that can get his own stuff. He cuts incredibly well. He and Giddy play really well off each other. He plays well off of everybody and he can go get his own. Um, He's unbelievable. He's got crazy long arms. He can finish anything around the basket. There are so many shots in the last few days that I've seen like up close in person that I'm just like, I don't think he's going to make that. And then he does, and you're just like, I just don't know how he's doing this. Like the touch around Have the rim seen is unbelievable. The adjustment he made to finish against Kessler. Oh my gosh, dude! That's unbelievable. Yes. The fact that he he turned a layup into a very close range. Half hook shot. I don't know how, what, mm-hmm. what kind of shot is that, but he he seemed to react to a defense, and he, and he makes it. He makes it. Yes, that's that's that's. You can good, make the adjustment good, all good you want. Players make adjustments all the time, but yeah, to make it and successful adjustment. It's it, dude. I was saying this the other night to Joe. It's just like I my brain when I'm watching him play basketball just goes to some wild places. It goes yeah. to some wild places because six six seven three wingspan, yeah, shot six, cr- maybe a bit more than that, but yeah, yeah. I mean, with the hair, six seven, um, hair counts. Yeah, hair Neck counts. Doesn't, but yeah, <laughs> shot creation, off ball, efficient shooter, great teammate. The defense is coming along. The shot is coming along. All of it's coming along. He has along a bad very taste for cereal, though. How 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 do you cope with that? I'll live with it, man. Okay. Sacrifices. We all we all make sacrifices in life, and I'll make this one for the for the team. That's good. Um, but he's been he's been unbelievable, man. Like he's just been so so good, and he's just impactful every single night. And he's really just started to come on in the last. You know, four games. He's twenty-seven, five and eight, twenty-four, four and seven, twenty-six and four, and thirty-two, five and five. It's like okay, wow. Yeah. Did 
again, and then we need to get to the questions, but I know the the way in which he aggressively plays defense and yeah. the way in which he aggressively gets into his shot. I mean, last night we shared on the court. He said, okay, now 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 I'm going I'm going to cook. Yeah, he's and starting he to figure that. it out. And he's he's confident. Like he he when he does something where he's where he's uh you know using his strength or his body, you can see him, you know, flexing on guys, and you can see oh, him yeah. just really getting into it. like he's really coming into his own here in the second half of the season. Uh, at bookout underscore Jacob says, "What is Jalen Williams' long term position? I see him as a permanent fixture in the lineup around the shooting guard small forward spot with Josh, depending on." need for thickness or length, which leads me to a Hendricks Walker type prospect for the Dream Thunder ad. Yeah, I kind of agree that he's a swingman. He he can play I think he can play three positions. Um for real. Like not in I mean he needs to learn one, two, how to three, play you mean? One, two, Sorry. three. Point guard through small forward. Yeah, no, or... you're right. It's four positions. Um, yeah, I, I mean, in a starting unit, I, I always see Shea as the lead guard. Um, yeah, but I was saying in a starting unit, he can play three roles. Yeah, um, he can't play center because you will play Chet there, and you can play point guard because Shea's there. Mm-hmm. But all the other three, for me, he is a guy that can play. Yeah. Um, yeah, no he doubt. needs to learn how to be effective against guys like Markin because, it, I mean, against Utah, it was clear that the best defender on Markin was Dort, yeah. not him. Yeah. Um, he's starting to learn how to play physically with guys that are not his size. He will need to learn how to play up a position defensively, something that Kenrich has done so well. When he yeah. does, he can play those three positions. And, I mean, I... I hear the sentiment of getting a guy that is stronger um, and like Jairus Walker and guys like that. But he will, oh, okay, we are past 20 minutes, so I can actually talk about Dort. So, okay, uh, it's my it's, it's time. <laughs> I promise that I would not limit? talk about, yeah, yeah, I promise that I would at least contain myself for 20 minutes. Um, I mean, in total honesty, if you draft a very, very good prospect, at the four position, chances are that your starting unit is the, the best starting unit you can have is still with Dort uh, as as your two guard. And so you need to play J-Dub and, and Giddy as three and four. Yeah. Um, in the future, I don't know, uh, Hendricks or Walker or even one of the Thompson brother can be a better solution, a better long-time solution for the starting unit. But yeah. today, I mean, I would much rather if I have to play for, for winning basketball, uh, I mean, players that are already on the roster like Wiggs, Kenrich, uh, Wiggs, Kenrich, and, and Dort are better uh, than, than any rookie mm-hmm. that yep. is not Wembenyana or Scott Anderson. Yeah. Yeah, with Hendricks, I just worry like, can he put pressure on the rim like they want everybody to? Hmm. Um, defensively, there's a lot of tools there. He's. He's like the the ideal like size for a four man, and like has the agility that you want as a four man. I just, I guess I just worry a little bit about just his like skill set overall. But good size for position, long arms, can shoot, but is not a guy that you want putting the ball on the floor. And so I just I I wonder about that aspect of him, and then. You know, maybe Ooze is going to be the long-term solution at the four. Who knows? Maybe, maybe. Jairus Walker, I just there's—he's just not my cup of tea overall. <laughs> I know. <we're> not. <laughs> we don't have to go into it. And like I've had like uh, lengthy discussions with four hundred five uh, four hundred five fan on Twitter about it, and it's like I don't know. At the end of the day, he's not my guy. But if the Thunder, you know, pick him, great. Like I'm not gonna be mad about it. I think he's good. Yeah, it's 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 not whether he's good or bad. It's yeah, about he is a good what player. What we like about what 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 this player um, pass you as? I mean, in terms of feelings and 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 I mean, yes, we need to be analytically uh, based. We need to look at numbers, but yeah. we also need to look into um, our projection 
of guys into what the Thunder are. Yeah. And I, if you project him there, and I need to go back and rewatch him for sure, but I don't know. Doesn't strike me as a guy that um It just doesn't have the, the flu- it doesn't have the fluidity for me. Yeah. Like yeah. I mean if you if you look at Jang, um I don't know if you have any questions about him. Uh if so we can use one to, to discuss him a little bit. Uh, we did have one about Taylor Hendricks that came from at CZ Steel. Just how thundery is he? I don't think he's that thundery, to be honest. Um, uh, I meant, do you have any questions of, uh, on Jang? I know. I just wanted to hit that real quick. Um, at oh, Brandon okay, A. Ebert, what kind of things do you want to see from Usman to finish out the year to make you feel hopeful about his future with OKC? I feel as though yesterday was a great example of just an all-around solid game that can make him a part of the core for the long haul? Um, Two things, mainly. Uh, Keep being aggressive with the shot. I mean, that part of it, I really like. But I, the moment I liked the most about Jang, it it was um, a switch on Clarkson, where Mm -hmm. he didn't do much, but he was able to keep him in front and be straight, straight up with his arm extended. And I don't remember if, if it was Clarkson or another guy. But anyway, um, this guard went to his pull-up jumper and he was way short because he didn't have a view of the basket. Yeah, This is what Jen can do. Mm-hmm. I mean, physically, he's not there. You can clearly see that he's not there. He's getting there, but he's not there yet. No. Uh, he's bigger, uh, a little bit thicker than, than what he was at the beginning of the season. And, and you can see him being more... Oh, more. Um, I don't. I don't know how to say it, but but he's using his body better than at the beginning of the season. Um, but these moments where you can see him sliding and keeping a quick guard like Clarkson in front and just playing normal, steady defense, these are stuff that are really, really important. Uh, because if you can put um, like a, a lot of pounds there and keep part of this agility then you have a guy that can really play he's gigantic i mean he's, he's you can clearly see that he's like much taller than jay will yeah and yeah definitely i want to see i'm not even that concerned about physically how he's going to progress i honestly just don't think that's going to be that big of an issue i think that just the issue is just like can he become more aggressive period like the end like, can he Do you be... need him to be? Yeah. Yes. 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 As a complimentary guy, he just floats around too much, though, man. Like, I just, I know, I can't, I know, I, I, I don't, I just don't see it for him if he if he just floats around. I just don't see it. I think yes, he's, he he needs to play with, but I would. He plays with switch. like almost. I mean, there were a couple plays last night where I was like, okay, good. Like he at least has like a little bit of force in him. Yeah, there's just too many other times though that he just doesn't play with any force whatsoever on either end. Like he's just kind of there, just letting things happen. Yes, and no, like you don't make it. You don't make it in this league today, and play like that, guys. You just don't make it. Like, yeah, yeah. name like a good, even a good role player that just like lets things happen. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. Uh, But there were multiple moments. For guys like Wiggins, for example, uh, last year. He is very adept, was very adept of playing a role. But there are moments where you can see him just playing not with level of force. I like force better than aggressiveness. To me, are two different things. I like to use words like purpose and force. Because it's not just, yeah, I need to get mine. It's not that because he needs that necessarily. But it needs for him to play with purpose every single possession. I need to be there. I need to do mm-hmm. that. I need to set a screen. I need to put like all my strength into this screen because I need to free up Shea. These are the stuff. Not necessarily being aggressive with the need of getting shots up. Um, and if that is your point, I completely agree. Um, but I, I like to see moments of him, flashes of him, uh, playing a role that I think he can he can produce value for the Thunder in. I mean, there is room at the four. So... Yeah, the, yeah, and that person's... I mean, in order to play with this team, you just have to be good. Like, you have yeah. to be... You have to play with force, and you have to be good. And you have to have some 
kind of even i mean aggression i think is even a fine word in this in this sentence just like you need to be have somebody that's not just going to let things happen around them they're going to be yeah. a part of the action and they have plenty of guys on the team that will do that. I think, frankly, that's part of the reason why Trey Mann is like now in and out of the rotation. I think it's a little bit why Jeremiah Robinson Earl, too, is like there's a lot of that happening with JRE since he came back. And yes, it's like, but also before. Yeah, and before. And that's why, like, yeah. Kendrick Williams, okay. Let's just, if, if like all of the talent sliders, like on 2K, were slid in a. Kenrich doesn't make it in the top like nine, but because he is forceful with the way he plays, like he is. Well, I think you're being generous with well, nine. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it could be twelve. I don't know. Like he, yeah. he shouldn't have. Kenrich, if you look at his story from when he was like eighteen years old, you would have said there are three hundred thousand teenagers exactly like him in the United States of America vying for spots on college teams and he is no different than just like any random kid trying to get into college he go i mean he had to battle his way to get to d1 he shouldn't have been here but because he plays with this force that i'm talking about he gets to play and he gets to be a fixture in the thunder rotation I mean, you look at like Trey Mann is an example of a guy who's not playing with with great force. Yeah. Um, the reason that Eugene Omarui played at all for the Thunder this year was because he played with just like this tremendous force. Yeah. And if guys don't make it, and this is this is just all about Jang. Like if Jang's not going to make it, it's not because he's not talented enough. The dude no, has, he's talented. The dude has talent out the wazoo. He is doubly talented. Like maybe even triple the talent that Kenrich Williams has because of the size, the length, the passing ability, the elegance of his driving. I mean, he his is handle, like he's got he's got all of it. Yeah. And if you gave him the brain of Kenrich Williams, he would be an all-star. Oh yeah. Like I full I firmly believe that. But I don't know that he has half of what Kenrich does when it comes to like this playing with force thing. I don't know that he's got it. Maybe they can unearth that from him because that's the one element missing from his game that if he had that, I would be all in. And you know who has that? J-Dub has that. Yeah. And like that's why I like firmly believe in it. Giddy has it too. And like get, that's why like I can't not believe in Josh Giddy because he's yes. got it too. And like those two have it. Shay's got it. And it's obviously very important that whenever you have that element of force and the element of just like crazy talent that guys like Shea and J-Dub and Giddy have that you're just like, okay, I just believe in it. Like, I just believe that they're going to yes. make it happen. That's what, that's how people were with Giddy's shot. Like, people that are around him a lot, just like, you know what? I think I'll figure it out just because like, I just believe in the guy. Yeah, like, no, people I, close I, I to him you. would say um, stuff like that. And this, and this is why with Jang, I'm just like, I just don't, I, I don't know. It's going to be up no, to I, if he can figure it's, that it's not area a no. out. Yeah, it's I need to see more, and and I think that this comes also with playing. I mean, y you don't have unlimited playing time to yeah. show what you are about. Yeah. I mean, this is part of the JRE dilemma. I mean, he played a lot, and we're not seeing what we like to see. We want to see him destroying the other guy, and with Jung, I mean, you can be patient because he's very young. You can be patient two, three years, uh, but that's it. And and he has to show something as early as summer league or next season. He needs to he needs to be better at that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I think that the player that 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 has thirty six, thirty seven percent from three um, will find a role at that size, no matter what. But the the quality and the level um, depends on. I mean, in a playoff setting, uh, if he's if he doesn't put force in in his play, you will always get a guy like Kenrich first in instead of Jank, even yeah. if he's better shooter, better offensive creator, and stuff like that. Yeah, without a doubt. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. 
Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Don- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I'll go ahead and address this. 34 minutes into the podcast from our guy J. Ralph Smith. This is Jay from the Fry Pod. How hard was it to find Rumble? And how was your stress level as the timer got close to zero? Michael, I don't know if you even saw this. Did you see this? No. Okay, so I go to the game with my family. I'll, I'll lay all this out for you guys. We are sitting in the stands with like 10 minutes... 10 minutes before tip, we're just kind of getting settled in. Got the kids, their popcorn and everything. They're sitting down. They're munching on it. We're watching players warm up and everything. And a lady from Game Ops comes up to me with a clipboard, and she's like, hey. I'm like, hey. She's like, would you want to participate in a, in a game, you know, right after halftime? I said, uh, yeah, what's the game? And she's like, it's fine, Rumble. She kind of explains this game where I have to use one of the cameras in the arena to find where Rumble is, you know, s- situated in the arena. And I'm like, yeah, I, sure. Like, she doesn't know that I do a Thunder podcast. She doesn't know that I'm even part of the media. And so I signed this waiver, and it has like all these like different things. Like, oh, you can't be you can't be an employee of the Thunder. You can't be associated with blah 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 blah. I don't meet any of those criteria i'd you know telling her like hey listen like i i'm part of the media i'm just off tonight and i you know do a thunder podcast she's like no that's no no problem whatsoever so okay anyways i'm like okay well this is gonna be really weird so i go and i'm like on the jumbotron and have to find rumble i from the moment that i was supposed to find rumble i felt like my brain turned off just like just dead like i just had nothing going on upstairs and i am looking for rumble i i mean he could have had flashing red lights on him and it would have been impossible to find him for me because i had no brain activity going on my kids my uh, older two kids 
my youngest son had already fallen asleep, <laughs> so he was down with my with my wife, and then my older two kids walked up there with me, and so they're up up there jumping up and down like crazy. I found him at like the very last second, and okay, so you did find him. Okay, I did. I nice. did find him. It was a miracle. It was an absolute miracle that I actually found this guy. Um, anyways, won the prize pack. It was very exciting. Um, but yeah, I wasn't working last night. Some people were like, how does a media person get chosen for <laughs> this thing? And I'm like, well, for w- for one night, I was not part of the media. I was just a, just a fan just like you, sitting in the stands, taking my kids to the game. My kids got to... Uh, meet Shay and get his autograph for the game and they're so pumped up like that was part of the reason that we went is that my boys were really wanting to do that uh so it was a great time we had a we had an absolutely lovely time and it was hilarious that i got chosen for this fine rumble thing um so anyways i didn't cook the books the, the lady didn't even know that who i was she probably even thought i was like t- that me telling her that i do a thunder podcast she was like man what a loser you know <laughs> Like he probably does Thunder Podcast, like ten people listen to it. Cool, man. Yeah, don't worry. You don't need to worry about no this worry. at all. <laughs> it's just really funny. Well, you'll see if uh, someone tell her something next time you see her. It's on the Thunder Reddit page already. Like they do a daily Dort, and they just put a picture of me wearing my Dort shirt up on uh, <laughs> on Reddit. So shout outs to the Reddit community. But it's just ridiculous. But yes, Jay, it was so hard to find Rumble. And my stress level as the time got closer. Honestly, my brain was so turned off, I couldn't even comprehend what how much time was left. I didn't even know how close it was of, of me getting finding him or not. I need to I need to find that video. The people Let around me, me were freaking out. Looking. I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. I haven't okay. like promoted it or anything just because I feel weird about it, but um but I'll send it to you. It is a ridiculous, ridiculous thing. The so the best video that I've got was my my wife uh, taking a video of me doing it from the stands and like just videoing my kids' reaction to it as I found Rumble and that was definitely my favorite part of it because they were both <laughs> very excited about it. Uh, okay, let's go to some more questions. Um, we'll never get to eighty-seven, right? I think we've answered like four in forty yeah. minutes. That's a good pace. Yeah, we're gonna we'll we'll no, we'll get through all of them. <laughs> At Joe underscore sub Sabuski. Uh thoughts on Keldon Johnson as a trade target for OKC. Fits the timeline, great contract, provides shooting and versatility. San Antonio would be unlikely to trade him. But what do you think of the fit and how much would you trade for him? Uh if you think that it and how much do you think it would take to get him from San Antonio? Um I would, if I were a good team, I would like him. Yeah. Not for KC. He's too short. He doesn't solve my problem. Yeah. No. Like he's, what is he measured at? Six, six, five and a half. Yeah. Yeah. He's not a four. I mean, J Dub's no. bigger than him. Yes. Um, and I would not, I would spend a pick on Vassell. I really like him. Oh. I've spent two a half. picks on him. Two picks, okay. On Vassell, I mean, the problem is he's not. I mean, Vassell would be great if he was six eight, but he's also like six five, six six. Like he's not huge. He's six six, but he is different than Kelton. He's really a shooter. I mean, he can give him ten shots per game from three, and he will take them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's forty percent on seven attempts per game. Yeah, Kelton is third. <laughs> Kelton had a great season last year and had a great start to this season shooting the basketball yeah but he has tailed off quite a bit he's 31 percent, and he's 36 percent for his career like you're right he's not like the knockdown shooter that you want no he's not i mean vassell is and vassell's got long arms and but if i'm san antonio like he if if i'm gonna care about anybody on this roster it's vassell it's him and, I, and I'm a big Sohan guy, and Sohan's mm-hmm. a lot younger than Vassell, too. I think he's like three years yeah. younger. But if I were to care about anybody, it's that kind of guy and the kind of trade chip, too. Because we just, I mean, we just saw with Phoenix, like they had a guy a lot like Devin Vassell, and he became kind of the centerpiece along with picks to get Kevin Durant. 
And so if I'm San Antonio, I'm not just selling this guy off for picks. You know, I'm just, that's, that's not something I would be willing to do. No, um, you're right. I mean, the only way I can see that is if they get a guy who is not Wemby, mm-hmm. is not Scoot, and they are way, way behind the schedule. Yeah. Um, and then a guy like this says, okay. Like, boy, yeah, they end up with like Amon Thompson, and they're just like, oh boy, like this is yeah. it's going to take some like big time development for him to figure this out. But yeah. on a, but honestly, like Vassell would help a guy like Thompson so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, it's no, you're right. It's 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 not a good trade. I mean, um, you would try to extend him. You can't extend him. You can even give him a max if you want. It's it's yeah. Uh, it's not that you have any issues in terms of your salary mm-hmm. cup structure, so you can overpay him uh, and then say okay. Um, when we will be ready, you will, you already got your money and yeah. we'll see you later. Yeah. So no, um, no, I would not target Kellen Johnson today. Yeah. At Boer win 17. My biggest issue with this squad is rebounding. I know things will be different with Chet, but do you see this as an issue going forward? Um, they're not a terrible rebounding team in general. They are a bad defensive rebound team chet will help quite a lot yeah he's with that. a really good rebounder yeah he is a good i mean he rebounding is also about putting your body onto the opponent best rebounder which is something that, that chet can do we yeah. have pretty good rebounders all over the floor mm-hmm. you just need to protect the paint a little bit better and something that is also important in the, the the reason why OKC is, is struggling a bit in rebounding is the the type of defense they are playing. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're if you have your big man constantly rotating because you don't have a good rim protector and so you have to switch a lot, then this big man will be out of position and you can concede uh, a little bit in terms of rebounding. With Chet, I expect the defense to change quite a bit and to have a more uh, drop kind of defense where. Chet will be closer to the rim quite a lot. Yes, and not just the swarming. is It can kind yeah. of leave the defensive rebounds up for grabs at times. Yeah, yeah you have defense defenders that will be aggressive in fighting through screen, but Chet will not switch. Mm-hmm. It will stay a little bit behind. So it's still a swarming defense in terms of you have to close and you have to really force screens, but you have the center that is back there. Yeah. So defensive rebound percentage, they're 29th in the league. Yeah. Offensive rebound percentage, do you know where they're at? Um, top 10. Yeah, 11th. Yeah. You know, so, I, I, I was listening to one of the pods, I don't remember which one, saying that OKC is just below um, the the half in terms of rebounding, but not like bottom 10 or anything. Yeah, they're... 26 and rebound oh, percentage. Real? Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they, I mean, they've got to get better. Something that will also help with them is age and just guys like Giddy and J Dub. Not that obviously those guys are already good rebounders, but I think they can even be better just like bulking yeah. up, like just yeah. being older. And a guy like Jang, who can be allergic to rebounds at times, like if mm-hmm. he's going to play, He's got to get bigger, and as he gets bigger, he's going to get better rebounding. Like, it's just going to happen. So, but Chet's going to fix a lot of those issues. They're never going to be a great rebounding team, but they're going to be really good at a lot of other things. And so, yeah, I mean, you have to pick your poison. Like, you're not going to be good at every single thing. And so, it's funny just because this is the team that... um, that basically sold out for rebounds in that KD era where there was like, no, we're going to have uh, Steven Adams and Ennis Cantor. And like, that's, yeah. that's how we're going to do this is like, we're going to get way more rebounds than you. We're going to get more shots on the goal, you know, stuff like that. Um, and the Thunder still yeah, have they times. Had Russ, where, though. And they, and they had Russ and they had Kevin. Yeah. But Russ was uh, a generator of potential offensive rebounds opportunity. Because sure. of the type of shots he was he was getting. Oh, um, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that's a really nice way need, to put it. 
No, it's not. It's not. It, it's really about uh, missing having like a prolific mid-range shooter allows yeah. you to get more offensive rebounds opportunity. Um, instead, if you have like guys that just hoist trees, Bombs those three. rebounds are unpredictable, erratic, sometimes way yeah. long. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's see. At JGG512, with you and Joe cracking the code that Thunder looks for those who can put pressure on the rim, have playmaking skills, and extend themselves across multiple positions, is it obvious at this point who would be the targets in the lottery? Who is chief among them based upon this skill set? You have thoughts, McKelly? Um, I was thinking. That's a good question. I mean, Scoot definitely... Scoot, Scoot would um, be one. Um, the Thompson brothers, I mean, I don't like their chances to be effective getting at the rim immediately. Yeah. I mean, I like some of the skills, but it's not that they will beat any defender. Yeah. Not with their ball skills. Um, also, I just don't think you can be a near hopeless shooter and play for the Thunder. Wow. No, I agree. Like, I just I don't think agree. I, and also need the ball in your hands. And that's why, like, Amon Thompson is really scary to me. Yeah. Because, like, I think. If you're at number three, though, I think you get him anyway. I would be. I mean, he's a kind, he's the kind of player that I think could set you back a year because it just might take some time to figure out how to play with him. And if he's going to be, I mean, that is an, that, kind of resource if you're picking at three is such a tremendously valuable resource that you're spending on a player like that you have to devote the time to do it yeah and so i would but would you not do it i don't know man i don't know what i would do i don't know what i would do because right the almond thompson of today is a think ben simmons before ben simmons sucked you know, Ben Simmons pre-back injury, pre-Simmons pre-that Hawks series, you know, where it's... Yeah. And that's so a great... okay version of Simmons? He made All-NBA. That version, you mean? Yeah. No, I, if that... I mean, that's why I'm saying that if he's there, you pick him that's and why you I'm, figure it's, out. It's, it's, it's tough. And maybe... I just don't know how amenable he is. Amenable? He is to... <laughs> Playing different positions. <laughs> no, he doesn't have to. You just you just not a starter with OKC. Or you start him yeah. and just a token starter. But you can you can think about lineups with I mean Thompson, um Chet, J Dub, Joe, and Kenrich. Yeah. That is a lineup where you can it's tricky to play both Gideon and Thompson. That's that what I was gonna say. That's what I was gonna say. Can I just don't want to fall into another place where it's like, yeah, the Thunder are really good, but they can't put their five best players on the court at the same time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't like that. There were years where the Thunder couldn't put their five best players on the court because they were overlapping positions, and it didn't make yeah, sense. Like, give me I more. Know. And, and this is why, like, having – and it would also – and maybe they end up getting him, and it'll all work out just fine. But it's – but to me, it's like – I, I don't love it just because like they have made this like incredibly malleable team where yeah. like Shea can play multiple positions, Giddy can, J Dub can, Chet's gonna be there big, and it's like you can put any piece you want around them except for maybe a big non shooting guard. <laughs> yeah. Like non shooting. You're already you're already tinkering with that and it's working okay so far. Yeah, no, it's but great. I, I, it's great. I and and Amon maybe will figure it out. I think he's not unwilling to take threes. And this is where like I feel a little bit different about Anthony Black because Anthony Black will take them. And he Yeah, but you can get Anthony Black with the third pick. Not with the have. third pick, but like if they're at ten. You know. Yeah. He puts pressure on the rim. He's six foot seven, crazy good defender, crazy long arms. Can pass he's not crazy good. He's a good defender, not crazy good. He just has that motor, though. What we were, what I was yeah, talking about earlier, like he's got that, 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 whatever it is that Kenrich has, whatever you want to yeah. call it, that dog in him. People say that on the internet. Him. Okay, okay. 
Like he's got that. And that's where I, that's where I'm just like, all right, I'm sold. Let him do it. Let him do it. Like he's the guy, bring him in. That's that's why I like him so much. Is that I just believe I believe in that kind of player. And yeah, another guy that really puts pressure on the rim is Nick Smith Jr. He is really good at he, doing that. And I think he'll sh- he's got a chance to shoot it a lot better than these other guys do. Oh yeah. And Oh yeah, he's a shooter. I I really like him. I don't like any of the top guys for the Thunder though. They need I I would I would again I if I'm there I'm just getting the BPA and then figure out later because mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's and it's not easy to say who is the who, who is is Nick Smith Jr. better than Grady Dick? Is the other way around? Yeah. Um, who, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But, I will circle back on that in a few months. Yeah, I need we to go still, watch some more of the Thompson guys. I, I just have, I have a disdain for OTE. <laughs> to be honest, that I just like yeah. I hate this. Um, and maybe Amon Thompson would figure it out because he's a he is a tremendous passer. I think he has the capabilities to be a really good defender too, and he's like, mm-hmm. he has an athleticism that hasn't been on this roster since Russell Westbrook. Yeah, and he would add an element to this team that's like, oh my gosh, like the Thunder out on the break are breathtaking because everyone yeah. can pass and they fly up the court, and then Amon Thompson can come out of nowhere and just just bring the hammer down and he just absolutely lights the paycom on fire because everybody is going berserk because he just jumped over, you know, bowl bowl or whatever, you know, like that's the kind of stuff that he could bring where you can get yourself really excited about him. Um, yeah. Um, it's like anything half court where Shea's got the ball and he's camped out in the corner or he's on the wing and the defense is completely packing the paint and Shea's trying to get there, and he's getting the ball poked away because there's four defenders in the paint, and Amon Thompson's just standing there. That's where I'm just like, I don't know. Quick question. Would you rather have Josh Giddy, the number 10 pick in this draft, and all the, uh, the four picks in 2024, or no picks at all, but you have Amon Thompson and Laurie Markin? Give me the first one. Give me all the picks. Give me all the picks and give me Giddy. Okay. Yeah. I like Markinen fine. I think he's a good player. Um, I'm not. Okay. I don't love Markinen. He's a really good no, player. No, me neither. He's a really good player. I, but I'm, I just I'm, I don't chose buy. you to pick an all-star. Yeah. Plus the number three pick in next draft. A lower level all star that's like does is not guaranteed to be a multi time all star. I agree. Give me the other stuff. Give me the other stuff. And like I I I'm the wrong person to ask about like ejecting Josh Giddy from this team. Like I he's he is super good and he's super smart. And I, I believe in that I just believe in him to figure it out. And he was he was amazing last night, dude. As he was a, as a scorer, as a passer, as a rebounder. He was phenomenal last night, and it, they basically just played like the Jazz G League team or whatever. Who cares? Yeah, um, I'm not I'm not saying that I would do that right. I just yeah. thought like, hey, switch, and and if you don't like Markin and take Mikel Bridges, yeah, um, yeah, still give still give me Giddy and the picks, yeah. I also just I also just trust Sam and his people to figure out which guy four through twelve is good and go get yeah and you and you can the the fun the fun part of this is if you get three you get him you get him and Thompson you have years before the decision is made I mean if you would have told me even last year like hey you can keep the number two pick but you got to trade you know the Clippers pick and something else for whatever. And you don't get J Dub. Yeah, it depends on the whatever. You know, but but I agree. But I understand what you mean. I mean, in like, in in twenty twenty four, they have like, a lot. Like big and they mistake. Can do a lot. Yeah, like big mistake, because this dude is gonna be a force in the league. Yeah. So that's where I'm just like, I'll I'll trust the Thunder to do the right thing with this pick. Whether I mean. 
whether that be Anthony Black or Grady Dick or Jairus Walker or Amon Thompson, Asar Thompson, whoever it is. Like I don't know. I I've watched all these guys, and I don't know who's going to be the best. I just have I really just don't know. I but I do know that the guys that have Thunder skills are probably Anthony Anthony Black is like toward the top of the list. Like he just checks all, most of the Thunder yep. boxes. And that's where I just like if you wonder why I've zeroed in on this guy, it's like, well, he just kind of does all the Thunder things. It's and also Ryan Rupert. Don't forget about him. Ah, Ryan Rupert. Definitely getting better. He's getting better. And he's definitely checks all the Thunder boxes. And he definitely checks the is a mystery man in the draft box. I was talking about your French pronunciation, but also him getting better, yes. Oh boy. Let's see what else we got here. Tons of questions. I'm sorry we can't get to all these. Um at underscore Massimo I we answered your question already, talking about who's at the top of Presti's draft board. The honest answer is I don't know and I will never know. Um but I can give you my guesses and I've already kind of given those. Uh, start one, bench one, trade one. Isaiah Joe, Lou Dort, Usman Jang. Oh, no. Yep. This is getting personal. This is from at CL42K. Let's let's say, let's put some context. Is it today? Today. Oh, boy. I mean, the, be- the best player of the pack is Lou Dort as a starting player. Shout out Lou Dort. Um, Joe is still a, to me, a 20 minute kind of guy. Mm-hmm. You may get him on a good night, but he's not my starter yet. And I would trade Jang today because the other two are actually contributing as a player. As player. Yep. For the future, I would actually switch quite a bit. Okay. So let's, my say, hope, let's say for the next five years, my hope is to start Jang. Mm-hmm. To Ben Joe and to trade Dort. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's it's tricky. Uh, I I think that for the Thunder to be exceptional, Lou will not be a starter. I is, would, it, is it fair? Is it fair? Um it's 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 on the uh, on the fence of fair. Yeah. Okay. Uh, would you rather if you ha- if you can choose today, I mean I mean, Jang Jang as a starter makes sense if he's good. It's a it's a big if, but yeah. Oh yeah, no, I know, I know. I, this is what I, I'm I'm not banking on him being good. Yeah. It's, it's my hope. My hope is to start Jang. Yeah. Let's put it this way. Yeah. Do I do I trust it to be true? No, I would put it at I don't know. Yeah. Twenty five percent. Yeah. A random number, that's which, even, that's which even, is also that's even quite quarter. high. I think I take those odds every day if that were. Uh, okay. At Chaz Sample, did the Thunder make a push for the play-in? I think with them playing Shea and managing this injury, like that's what exactly what they're doing, is that they're yeah. making a push for the play-in. Whether they get there or not will be very dependent on the way that the teams around them perform. I think the Jazz are dropping yeah. out. Like, book it. They're going to have the six best odds in the draft. Book that now. If you can make a, a wager, wager it. Put it. Just take it to the bank. Like, that's it. For the Lakers and the Blazers, those are the other two teams like in this mix. It's like can the Thunder get to ten? Like do the, the Blazers are so sad. Do the the Blazers and the Lakers like the Lakers won a really important one against the uh the Warriors yesterday. Like that's a mm-hmm. that's a big one. Uh and the Lakers have come up pretty big in in some games recently. So like, can they keep pushing? If they can, they're probably gonna get in. And the Lakers yeah. might be on the outside looking in. Um the Thunder need to win. This game against the Warriors, Tuesday night. Yeah. If they win that game, I'm feeling a lot better about their playing hopes. If they lose that game and then have to go to Phoenix on the second night of a back-to-back, uh, not feeling great. So yeah. these games mean something. Like These are games of consequence this season, um, and we're going to see what this team is made of, So, which is really exciting. Like That's really fun. Yeah. Like we haven't... And, and also not conclusive. Those are games of consequence, but not... Where you can draw conclusions. These no, no, that's forward. why I said yeah. games are consequence for this season because it's still. No, like, no, no. I, I completely agree. You know I just I mean? want to point out that if they, yeah, if no, they somehow good. win just five, 
of the next 20 games and they finish at 34 wins, yeah. 35 wins, that is still a good outcome for this season. Yeah. It's not a bad one. Yeah. It's an outcome that you can, you can live with and you say, okay, this is actually better than what I thought. Yes, mm -hmm. there was a moment where they lost five games. Uh, had they win three of, of those fives, we could probably be in the in the play-in. We are not because of we're not there yet. But mm -hmm. but you can I mean they will add a big, big chunk of what they want to be next year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you get this kind of jade up for next season, I mean <laughs> this alone. Oh my means gosh. quite a lot. Oh my gosh. Which is yeah. a big gift. Don't don't I mean I I made the huge mistake of projecting too much of three man last year. Way too much. Yeah, it's yeah. We we gotta be careful, especially and that and the thing with this season that we don't have with last season, at the end of the season it was just like boy. Yeah, it was whatever. Like you just gotta be careful with judging any player within the whatever. You yeah. know? Where right now, like to project Kalatzakis three point rate. Yeah, don't do that. Don't don't do that. But if like J Dub steps up in these next like four games and they win three out of three out of four, and J Dub's like a huge reason why, like I think you can put a little bit more stock into that. Yeah, so, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's get McKelly out of here. Let's also get me out of here because I gotta go pick up my kids from school. I uh, hope you guys are having an awesome day. And uh, we'll have another podcast for you on Wednesday with Alex Spears. Uh, should be fun. Fun couple games coming up. The Warriors game is particularly big at home. Um, so looking forward to being at that game. As a media member, I will not be finding Rumble <laughs> on Tuesday night. I can guarantee you that. And hopefully not ever again because the, uh, the amount that my brain shut off during that portion was actually really scary. So I uh, hope you guys have a great day, and we will talk to you guys again on Wednesday.